Welcome to the Limitless Healing Podcast, where everyone is welcome to take a front row seat and listen in on inspiring conversations, stories of healing, and action steps to help you live your best life. My name is Colette Brown, and I am passionate about all things wellness, mind, body, soul, inspired by my own personal transformation from unwell and not knowing where to turn to thriving and flourishing and motivated to help you do the same. I share this platform with medical doctors, wellness practitioners, chronic illness survivors, meditation and mindfulness gurus, innovators of products from food to technology and more. Think of it as a one-stop shop for wellness resources where you can listen to professionals from around the world to help you thrive. Join me Mondays and Wednesdays while sipping a cup of tea or making your favorite meal as we explore the world of wellness together. This is the Limitless Healing Podcast. My next guest comes from Down Under, an elementary school teacher for three decades, wife, mother, caretaker, busy schedule until she realized she couldn't continue in the same old patterns. She took charge today. She teaches women how to properly care for themselves, mind, body, soul, author of how to live a longer and healthier life, a quick start guide for women. And I am so proud to say that she is my friend. She's a light in my life and she soon will be in yours too. Welcome, Joe Clark. Hi, Joe. Hi, Colette. Thank you for such a beautiful introduction. Oh, you're welcome. You sit back and you listen. It doesn't sound like it's your life. But... <laughs> you wrote the story. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Now it's time to acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful light. And Joe and I also met during covid and I think that was one of the beautiful treasures that I received out of it. I just instantly fell in love with her, her light, her energy, and she is in Australia. She's been locked down and we have not met in person, but I look forward to the day that we have that opportunity <laughs> to do so, Joe. Me too, me too. I want to go back to the beginning for you, for your childhood. Where were you? What did that look like growing up? Because we are going to bring this full circle to who you are today and how that played a part. So go ahead and give us a glimpse into Joe as a young girl. As a young girl, I was a young girl who just seized all sorts of opportunities. I was very much an extrovert uh, when I was younger. Uh, I was the youngest of three, three girls in the family, lived in a large regional town in um, Queensland, Australia. And it was for me a fairly carefree life. I did have, you know, mum and dad going through ups and downs. So I did deal with some of the, the trauma of that as a young girl as well. Um, but other than that, I just, I, I seized everything that came my way. I think that started, the unlearning started to happen as you reach the teenage years, you know, because you felt the judgment could happen should you go out and, and, and try new things and what would others, what would others say? what would others think of you and I then found my feet again as I became in the older I grew up a little bit more in the older teenage years I think now as an adult I I feel like I can be more myself again I think once you reach that midlife you go through so many changes so many life experiences and you get to an age and you go damn it I'm just going to enjoy who I am and be who I want to be and that's I suppose that, that's a very, very quick fast forward through through how, who I am today and how I've got to be there 
I love it. I know for me, it was when I turned 40, everything just turned upside down and I really had to do an accounting of where I was and I'm a year away from 50. So I've heard that that's another transitional periods. I I love that because with age comes wisdom Mm -hmm. and if we apply it, it's beautiful. And then we really become uninhibited and we can absorb and take lessons and look at things different. So I resonate with that thoroughly, Joe. (laughs) So you go through college, you become a teacher and you're teaching for over three decades. Mm. And then how was that? At the start of my career, I loved teaching. I went in boots and all. And and at that stage, I don't know how it was in America, but in Australia, at that stage, teachers had a lot of freedom um, to to create programs around a curriculum. It wasn't a teaching for dummies. This is what you do. Uh, That's what it's like now. You're given a program and that's what everyone's teaching. Whereas back then it was, was, um, was really creative and you could have the interests of the children. And I absolutely loved it. I, I loved, loved being able to shape little minds. I loved to be able to see the progress. But slowly but surely, the pendulum swings and you see that having been in the same profession or having had been in the same profession for over 30 years, you start to see that pendulum swinging. It it really goes from something that was really creative, really open to something that was very closed, very dictated, mandated on creating um, data or or being data-driven and children were seen as more clients rather than little individuals whom you could shape. So for me as a teacher, it was real and as a person, it started to conflict with what I believe education Mm. should be, what it should look like. And it got to the point where I I couldn't work in that area anymore. And I know I'd had a fairly amazing career that I taught in a lot of rural and remote areas in Australia or in in Queensland. I had the the lovely time of being a, a, a small school principal. So I was in a really remote location. I had 29 children. I ended up with a second teacher because it was just me there in this little little one teacher school. So it became a two teacher school once the numbers started to increase. And it was beautiful. Little house on the prairie. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> there would be roos, kangaroos that you'd chase out or, or the cattle that were grazing on the common that would be on the, the field. My dog would come to school with me. It was just beautiful. Oh. To the point, and then, because um, that, that, it was a, a really remote location. And then I taught my own children on distance education because we I, I married um, a, a grazier out there and we lived on a 60,000 acre property and it was Wait, what's a, what's a grazier? In Australia, we say farmers are people who grow crops. Graziers are people who raise animals. So we had sheep and cattle for for meat production and also ah. for, for wool production for the for the sheep. Okay. And um, it was too far. It was about an hour and twenty away from where my little school was, over dirt roads and you know lots of emus and and kangaroos on those roads. So it was too dangerous for me to go backwards and forwards all the time. <laughs> so when when the children came along, I actually um, took leave from my from my role as a as the principal and I taught the children on distance education. Distance mm-hmm. education is a little bit similar, I suppose, to the homeschooling. However, there were teachers who would would be in charge of my child's education. I was just almost like a home tutor. So I did that for a few years, and then we moved to another regional town closer for the children uh, to be able to access more things. That's amazing. What what a what an experience. I'm I'm just it had its ups and downs. I absolutely loved it. Brilliant place for the children to grow up. So you're you're teaching for three decades and then COVID hits. You also are with your helping your mother who has progressively gotten worse and you're seeing her 
on medications and then another medication to offset the side effects of that medication. And she has osteoporosis and then you get a diagnosis Mm. as well. And I think it just all kind of caved in on you. So share with us how the events leading up to you actually retiring from your profession and what, what it took inside of you to really step away and prioritize yourself after this epiphany of something has to change. Mm, Yeah. Like a lot of older women, Colette, um, my mother was of the age where if you went to the doctor, you listened and you just received that advice there were no questions asked and as we know the the doctors um their their treatments are run by looking at a symptom treating the symptom rather than the cause so my mother was given through no fault of her own over the years um she she had one issue so tablets were given they would then cause side effects so another lot of medications were given to counteract the side effects caused by the initial one and so it went on so we she she was almost rattling by the by the end of her life with the med by the amount of medications that she that she took one of the things that she had um, feed up the process of was osteoporosis and for my mum it got to the point where she would reach for something and and she could um, actually fracture a vertebrae Mm. she could sneeze and she may have a rib that would crack it 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 was so severe my two sisters older sisters they um, and she also had thyroid disease so thyroid disease can sometimes and the medication with thyroxine can often lead to um, progression of osteoporosis as well if you don't have other other things to to help counteract that so you have to be aware of it but of course she wasn't the doctor may not have been aware of that either um my sisters two older sisters they had received the diagnosis of osteoporosis I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So my doctor was very proactive in saying, well, this can actually happen. And knowing my history of osteoporosis in the family, um, we'll take you, have bone density scanning for you or x-rays for you just to see how you're going. I ended up being shown with osteopenia. So I was at the early stages. That frightened the hell out of me because I'm going, I'm looking at my mother. I don't want that path. I don't want my future to look like that. So seeing her so unwell for so many years and dying and seeing what, what effect that was having on her and, and her family, I knew that wasn't going to be for me. So I started becoming very proactive in what I should do. What, and I, I started researching more things for myself. What can I do to prevent this from happening to me? And um, I, can, I can say with the things that I've been doing, that I've actually reversed oste- my osteopenia to the point where the last x-ray couldn't find any sign of, of that. And for me, I oh, the collective, just a big drop of the shoulders and the big breath out going, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness that has happened. So I know that that that, that was really empowering. And I want those sort of messages. And, and, and you're the same, Colette. You want these sort of messages to get out there to other people, to be empowered, to go. A few subtle changes in your life can have amazing outcomes. And not only outcomes now, but outcomes in the future. It's so true. And as you're saying that I'm getting chills and it's not because you sat back and listened to your doctor, you actually dug in and said, what, what is it that I need to do? Because I'm not going to go down the same path as my mother. So I love that. And I love your resilience. And when we apply ourselves, the outcomes that we can get. 
are phenomenal and they're even beyond, like you might've been thinking, I want to stop at where it's at right now. And I don't want it to progress anymore, but you actually reversed it <laughs> and, and other people can do it too. So you retire from teaching. This is right after COVID. Is that correct? I'm losing track of time. That seems, I know. it just goes on and on, doesn't it? It so, does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this um, probably just after Easter, there was a lockdown in our state. So it was learning from home. So I had to teach the children from the home. And of course, everything happens all of a sudden. So no one's prepared. It was a really stressful time. I'm looking at what could be lying ahead. I'm looking at what's in front of me, um, what I know from, from past. And I'm going, I don't want any more of that. I'm over it. I know I can do something different. I want to do something different. And I had this burning desire that I've done teaching for that long. I've ticked that box. I've contributed a lot to that area and, and, and children over those decades. And I wanted to do something else. I want to start helping in another way and use my skills as a teacher to be able to plan, to research, to, to provide things for other people. And how can I best do that was through my, my interest. My interest suddenly became how can I help women live their best life? and how can I make it better than they were before and so I just started thinking well what I've learned could that be useful for other women how could I start to show them and that's where you know that little voice is going leave leave mm. education do this just jump in it may not work but you'll never know if you don't try and so when well, yeah I Again, I, I think you, you reach a certain age where you go, I'm not mm -hmm. going to do it anymore. I'm not willing to do it anymore for me personally. For, and, and I just decided, right, this is going to be it. I'm going to try a brand new start and see what happens. And what's happening and what's unfolding now is really exciting. I'm glad I took that step because all of a sudden now I'm able to reach other people. And it might be just one little thing that they try that can make a huge difference for them. And that's that to me, that's a win. That is such a win if, if someone's life can be impacted for better. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. And I think that each of us has a story. Mm -hmm. We have a journey and our gifts are all different and we resonate with different people. And your voice is going to touch so many women because you've actually lived it, gone through it, and you have worked hard and you've applied all of your teaching knowledge. And so when you are communicating to your audience, it's very clear. It's very touching. You're to the point and it really resonates. So, so now you retired, you started diving in and saying, I can do this. I can help other women. So then you created a 10 week class. You created an online membership and you're also doing other things. You've written a book and you have so many wonderful resources on your website. So tell us a little bit more about what you're doing today so that people know how they can work with you and access your amazing content. Sure. Thank you. My program is all around mindset because as we know, you can get a certain distance from positive affirmations, listening to somebody on a podcast or or on a YouTube clip or a movie, whatever it might be, or you go to a seminar and you're all fired up and everything's going, 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 going. And then all of a sudden, less starts to happen and less starts to happen. And then you're back where you were before. So mindset is a really huge part of 
any change because that little subconscious voice will always override if you don't do something about it. So it's it's learning. For me, I, I learned the best way on how to um, get your subconscious to understand what the subconscious is doing and, and, and change that story, remove it and have a new story, have new words coming into your head. So change is possible. I went myself, I went through the whole process myself and that was something that I've learned that I can teach others as well. So that's what the 10-week program is all about, to help women change their mindset change get rid of those voices that they've had for years telling them that they can't do something or they're not they're not worthy of something and replace it with different thoughts so that that was that part of it and then the other part was the the health and wellness side of of what we can do for ourselves and that's what my membership is all about looking at the six different areas it's a really integrative way of looking at health because the statistics are quite shocking by the time you're in your 50s 80 percent of people have got two or more comorbidities wow. so that's that's something they're, they're chronic conditions so those chronic conditions they start 20 30 years down the track so that they happen they started happening in your 20s and 30s but the good news is that 80 percent of the 80 percent of those diseases can be preventable and even if you're in your 50s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, slight changes, they don't have to be massive, slight changes in different areas can make massive differences. They can stop, reverse, and you can, there are diseases and you can live a different life and have different outcomes for the next half of your life. So that's what my, my membership looks at. They look at. I look at the area of nutrition, movement, stress management, sleep and rest, purpose and connection and hormonal support, particularly for women because of, you know, we go through perimenopause, menopause, and we've, we've gone through a lot some of us have gone through childbirth some of us haven't but we've all gone through cycles and so we're looking at I'm looking at that area as well so looking at it as a whole package that's really the only way to look at it and I know a lot of times people are focused on if I can just exercise more or if I can eat less if I can you know just meditate for a few minutes but it's it is but it's not like you have to have everything and one without the other is still off balance and it's not easy but it's not impossible and once you get the the hang of it it just becomes this like your old patterns were a routine your new patterns are now a routine and it's very fluid and balanced and you you feel good. You look good. You have energy. You're calm in the mind. You're, you, you know how to cook for yourself and how to choose better choices. And you helping to facilitate that is such a gift. So if you were to give the listeners three things that they could implement today to start helping with change in their life, what would those three things be? I would really look at a morning routine and a morning routine does not have to be a huge amount of time. I think somebody hears a morning routine, they go, oh, got to be up before the dawn. And really it's the moment you wake up and you don't even have to have opened up your eyes, just be grateful for another day. At least you are there mm. and you are taking that breath. Yeah. That has an enormous shift. We can either wake up and go, think of the to-do list, think about all the dreadful things that are happening, start to think about um, what a horrible night's sleep we had, or we could think about, I'm here again for another day and taking that breath. So that that's one thing. That doesn't take long. That's That's instantaneous to do that. The next thing I would, for me, I'm a meditator. I meditate twice daily. I would say sit in silence. Now you may like to pray, you may like to meditate, you may, depending on what your meditation mm. practice might be, it might be a, a guided meditation, it might be a mantra-based meditation. Mm -hmm do that just and it doesn't have to be long so even if you sit and, and in silence or lie and just and breathe you know if you don't even have a meditational prayer practice just breathe focus on your breath 
again, that's just putting a whole lot of different chemistry in your body rather than that fight or flight. Then I would I would suggest, and it's and it's hard for some for some places, is to get that vitamin D first thing in the morning. Reset your circadian clock, that beautiful fresh air. And I know in some places in the world it's hard to, or depending on where you live, it's very hard to do. But whatever you do, try to get that as early as you can in your day, and that resets everything as well and sets you up for the day ahead. So they're three really simple things that can take just a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you have made a huge difference to your day. Absolutely. Those are such impactful, easy things to do. Thank you for sharing that with us. So how can we reach you? Can you give us your Instagram, your Facebook, your website? How can we access you? On Instagram at Joe Clark Coaching. My website is joeclarkcoaching.com and I've got a private Facebook group called Women's Wellness Collective. Um, so that you can find all of the lots of information on Instagram and also um, my website. And you are very welcome to join Women's Wellness Collective. Amazing. Her book is on her website. Clark is no E, that's right. That's right. So Joe without an E, Clark without an E. And so you'll find all the details of my program. And as you said, my book and my membership on my website. That's amazing. I love it. Thank you, Joe. And before we're wrapping up, I would just like to ask you if there's anything, any little message from your heart that you would like to share before we end our time together. I would just love to say to your listeners that that life is a gift. Life will be hard. Life is what you make of it. And I believe that we can all make ourselves a beautiful life and and we can help others make a beautiful life. Find that time for yourself. Fill your cup. By doing that, you're going to live a longer, happier, healthier life. And those who love you are going to have you for longer. Mm -hmm. Yes. Find your why. Find your why. Joe, you are an absolute angel on earth. You touch my soul. You filled my cup today. Every time I converse with you, you just light up my world. Um, I love your content, your beauty inside and out and go check out Joe Clark. She is just an amazing wealth of resources and knowledge. And I know that if you're looking to make a change that she is one person that can definitely help with that. So Joe, thank you so much for being my guest today and sharing your light with all of us and to everyone else until next time, be well. You just finished another episode of Limitless Healing, where we dive into all things wellness. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with your friends and family. Together, we can plant seeds of hope that leads to transformation in our lives and the lives of those we love. Let's get healthy together.